let's continue. We're just going to finish up Shini Makoim, and then we're going to start Iker Vitafels. There's one more big exception to Shini Makim. The first exception that we spoke about is the type of food you're making the bracha on. Meaning, Shini Makim, in the simple sense, means you're going Mibayis Labayis. That's the one time that Shini Makim is applicable according to everyone. Bayis Lachotz, we'll call it. Um, you're going from, you know, you're going to a public area, you lose your bracha. We said, but if it's Mezayinais or Hamaitzi, then you keep your bracha. And the basic understanding was why? Because you have to come back in. We even said the Chiddush, that maybe it can even resurrect your coffee once you're coming back for your cake. For cake we said, it's not Lechatchila. I did see that they quote that Rabbi Heinemann was willing to be Mekel. Right? I mean, we have our Baltimore representatives over here. They quote B'Shem Rabbi Heinemann that he was willing to be Mekel, that since you have to come back for your coffee, you would not have to make a new bracha, a new shahako. Now there's one more big scenario, one more big exception, excuse me, and that's what's called himiach nixas chaverim. Says the Shulchan Aruch over there, that if you leave some people behind, you as well don't lose your bracha when you leave the place. Why? The same svara. The whole svara, when you leave, you lose your brachas. Why? It's done. Finish your meal's over. Hasachadas. But if you leave someone at the table, of course you're going to come back to continue the meal, and that would keep your bracha alive. Now, this inyech mixes chaverim works on different levels. What do I mean? What I mean is, we had mentioned that even on the world of Mizainais and Hamaiti, it's still not lechatchila to leave. If you left, you don't lose your bracha. It's not lechatchila, middle of any meal to walk out. What's the reason? We mentioned number one, because you might forget to mention. Number two is because might, there's some level of hasachadas there. So what case is this very relevant? This is really relevant. Let's say you want to go out to Davin in the middle of a Suda. You want to go to Davin in the middle of a Suda. So you'll have two atirim in such a case. Hatir number one is you're going to do a mitzvah. Going to do a mitzvah. Hatir number two is you leave people at the table. Inyach mixas chaverim. And that, al pashas would allow it even lichatchil. This is relevant Anyone who has a minion close to their house, sometimes on a Friday night, you want to do early Shabbos and go out to Meirav. I had this uh, for many, many years. And therefore, as long as someone is at the house, someone is at the table, then you're always going to come back to your table. And therefore, you're not going to have an issue of Hesach <coughs> Hadas. And similarly, over here, <coughs> excuse me, you're not going to have a Hesach. You're not going to have an issue of Hesach Hadas because you're leaving others there. And this will even work on Shahakal's and hadamas. You're sitting at a barbecue. Sitting at a barbecue, you had a steak, you had, a, I don't know, French fries, you didn't have any real foods. And then what happens? What happens is, uh, you, you, uh, someone comes well, outside, so you go outside and you're hacking with them a little bit, and then you come back inside, like, oh shoot, I lost my brach. The answer is because you left people behind, therefore, Therefore, even though if you were by yourself, just uh, interesting chiddush, the first time you hear it, if you were by yourself, you would have lost your bracha, but because there are other people there, it keeps your bracha alive, and therefore, you'll, able, you'll be able to continue, you'll be able to continue eating without a new bracha. But again, um, whether it is lechatchila um, is um, interesting. I'll just mention an interesting shalosh from the Zalman Kler's, he says, what if you left something else behind that um, you're for sure going to come back for? So he said, oh, he says two cases. Eh, fascinating. He says, number one is you leave your passport. You know, Israelis, 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 you know. 
equivalent to our, our, our wallets. You, you leave your passport, you leave your passport. Another case is, I know this is like, uh, I don't want to be racist, the shtickle very Israeli. You left your child. <laughs> he writes, he leaves your infant. He leaves his infant or passport behind. He says, even still, Lamaisa, it, it's, it's not like, you know, uh, uh, just a mitzias, you're going to come back. You lost your bracha, obviously being shakal or adama, and therefore you'd have to make a new bracha. Obviously, um, that is a chedish. Okay, let's continue. That's the end of basically Shini Makim. To do the, the very, very quick uh, chazara is again, any bracha you make, even Hamites, even Mizainais, you're supposed to start and finish in the same place. We saw Chadushim, even Pina Lapina, corner to corner. You have to be careful. Coming up Sukkis, there's a Shaila that we did not discuss. Um, but you could see how it comes out of these halachas if your sukkah is not on your porch, not connected to your house, not in your backyard. Okay, all those cases, it's your one, your shus. But let's say you're in a public building and your sukkah is outside in the parking lot. So now when you go from your sukkah, let's say upstairs to wash, let's say upstairs to get the food, what did you just do? You just went bias, levias. So hey, if you're having a mitzi, if you're having mezayna, it's fine. Let's say you're not, let's say you're having a snack. Let's say you're sitting there and you're having, I don't know, you're learning with a cup of coffee and you go inside to get a bag of mica nice. Now what happens? Now what happens is you have a shahakal, but you lost your bracha. You lost your bracha because you went from one area to the next. The real shayla is going to be in the world of Nitilas Yadayim. This is a big, uh, big shayla on a shahakal. If you went, again, you're in a parking lot, which means you left the building and you went all the way upstairs to your apartment, it's two different areas. But now let's say to wash, that would be the shayla. We know when it comes to Nitilas Yadayim, you're supposed to wash in the same makin. Are you allowed to wash in a different area? Over there, Lamaisa, there's a lot more room to be made. This is one of the reasons why people wash right outside their sukkah. And it goes so far. If you want to like, what's the highest level of chatzchila? Highest level of chatzchila is Rechaim Kanievsky. Zatzal. What did he used to do? Where did he wash? Even more. Every, every suda, where did he wash? At the seat. At the seat. Now, it wasn't just because he was elderly and old. He would wash in the same room. Now, the pashtus would be that if the washing station is in the room, it would also be lechatchila. It would also be lechatchila. It could be that there are some levels of, of chiddish, that pina lepina, corner to corner, is also a level of hesachadas. We paskind, it's okay, but could be, and I think Rishon Mizalman clears the shayla, that within one table, we all know that we always say, yeah, you could bench there, you could bench there, it doesn't really make a difference. Is that really accurate? Maybe there is a higher level of chatchila of being in the precise place. That is... The basic sikum um, of of shini uh, makim, and we what we come out with how careful we have to be. Really, we mentioned the bracha achrayin is really where we get caught up, which is you know the burying of says that we have to remember to bench, even though we will be liberal on the bracha rishayna due to our das issues. But that is shini makim, and I will continue. We'll just begin for a few moments. Iker v'tafel, Iker v'tafel, Iker v'tafel. Um, has has a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, applications. Absolutely, a ton of applications, ranging from your salad with many different minim in it to your tradition soup to your schnitzel. All of these are shilohs of ikar and tafel, ikar and tafel. So this all begins. Says Simon Rish Yud Beis Sif Aleph begins with a Gemara and Brachas Daf Mendalid that says. They bring in front of you maliach, techila upasi mai, 
Mevarich alameliach upater es apas. Obviously, it's a funny scenario. We always know that pas wins. This is a fascinating situation that this thing was just so salty. The bread was just to make the, the salt palatable. But the rule that comes out with is the ikr. Zehakla. Kol shu ikr vi'imai tfeila. Mevarich ala ikr upater es hatfeila. You make a bracha on ikr and it patters the tefillah. Now that lashain becomes a very large chakira in the rishainim, v'achreinim, all the way to the paiskim, is what is the lumdis? How does it work? Is the lumdis that when something is a tafel, it doesn't require a bracha? Or is the lumdis that when something is a tafel, it's pattered by my bracha rishayna? And you're going to ask, what is the nafgamina? There could be many, many nafgaminas. Many nafgaminas. Um, whether this nafkamina is a real nafkamina, let's just open up our minds. What could be a nafkamina? Is your bowl of cereal? Your bowl of cereal and milk. You have a bowl of cereal and milk. So you have. Uh, what are you eating? You're eating some haimish kiriot or hashem shabbos cereal. You make a mezaynis on your kiriot. The cholodeis, you know what kiriot is? You know, okay, you know kiriot is hashem. You make your mezaynis, or or you have your rice krispies, and uh, you make your mezaynis and your rice krispies, and fine. Do you make a brach on your milk? So we all know what's the answer. What's the answer? No. So Ramesha wasn't that sure, interestingly enough. Ramesha was sure that you wouldn't make a brach on the milk, but he threw in an interesting line. Ramesha throws in a line, unless you put a lot of milk in because you're thirsty. That's what Ramesha throws in. That's what Ramesha throws in, which is just interesting to keep in mind. That's not the point I wanted to bring you out. Oh, good, 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 good. That's exactly the point I want to bring in. I'm not going to Ramesha's case, but that's exactly the point I want to bring out. Let's say, and I, I like to go with the chocolate cereals or cocoa pebbles is a good example also. Because when you finish, you have what they say is incredible chocolate milk. For the chocolate milk lovers, then it's, it's, it's beautiful. So you made a mezainis, you had your karyot, you had your Rice Krispies, and now you love with a bowl of chocolate milk. You want to go drink their milk, you have to make a bracha. So in the simple explanation, if the lumdus is that it didn't need a bracha, but wait, now it needs a bracha. Okay, now it's its own separate entity, therefore you don't have to make a bracha. If the lumdus is that it was pattered, so it's pattered. Who cares if it comes on the spoon with my Rice Krispies or my Kiryot, or who cares if I drink it separately, it was pattered. Now, it's not really a good enough gemina, because, I'll just tell you why it's not a good enough gemina, because even according to the first side, that it doesn't need a bracha, it still doesn't need a bracha. What changed? Who cares? It's still in the same bowl. Maybe the nafkamina would be, and this happens to yesbi Allah Lama let's say you take your bowl and you pour it into a cup of milk. Pour it into a cup of milk. At that point, the pashtas is, it no longer is the milk from your cereal, and now is a cup of milk, and you would have to make a new bracha of a shahakal. L'chaira, we'll get to there um, conclusively. But this is, the Pashta says it patters. It patters, you need, and, and Ray Forrest says, you know what the Raya is? You know what the Raya is? The Raya is, you're not eat without a bracha. How in the world can you eat without a bracha? If you eat without a bracha, you're a Gazan, you're stealing from a Kaddish Baruch. So he says, very simply, you can't say, says Mamish is like Dhamma to the whole chapter. He says, you can't say that it doesn't need a bracha because Chas Shalom, everything on this world needs a bracha. Fine. So, Iker, you make a bracha. It is up the tuffle. We're running out of time, but let's now, with uh, that, that's rule number one. And rule number two, we already learned from the Gemara, is that, is that, um, no, we didn't learn rule number two yet. We didn't learn rule number two yet. Okay, let's, let's, let's stop with rule number one. Rule number two is the Mezaynais is uh, called from the Chamishas meaning, but let, let's, let's pause before we even get there. So, what's going to be the classical cases of Iker and Tuffle? Before anything complicated, which, which we all know this. 
but let's just realize how it just plays straight into Rishon piece of piece. It's called spaghetti and ketchup. Spaghetti and ketchup. I don't think anyone ever fathomed, even, even those who love ketchup and lick the ketchup off afterwards. Um, even they, even they, no one fathomed ever making a shahakal on the ketchup. Why? Why? Because the ikr is, of course, the spaghetti, and that would be an easy case, also be a mezainus. Um, salad with dressing will be another classical case. Will be another classical case. But the, the point, and we'll leave off with the point to ponder, just to think about, to open our mind of ikr and tafel, what is the nikuda? what is the ingredient, pardon the bad pun, what is the detail that defines an item as one? As it could be an ikr and a tafel. Meaning, if I sit down and I have... I have, um, let's go to the ketchup example. That's actually, a, a, could be a very nice example in, in certain eating habits. If I have ketchup and a steak, is that two different items? Is that two different items? The two, they're on two different plates even. I have eggs and ketchup. It sounds, it sounds wild. It sounds absolutely ludicrous. It sounds absolutely ludicrous. But step number one is to figure out what is the point that makes something an ichor. So the simple answer is, you're being crazy. And ketchup by its very nature is a dressing is something, what is a dressing? Dressing means it goes onto something else. Therefore, ketchup by its very nature will never require a bracha. And I agree with you in the very simple understanding, salad dressing will be a similar example. But we have to start understanding is at what point, if I have, if I have cut up vegetables and I have a pe- and sliced up steak, so that's called two different items. Yet if I mix them together, all of a sudden now I make one bracha? How, how did that just happen? How does this happen, right? A steak salad, <laughs> what's a steak salad? It's cut up vegetables with steak. So if I have them separately in the plate, I don't make one bracha. If I mix them together, all of a sudden, how does that work? At what point do we, are we allowed to, is it maybe all in one plate? Well, well maybe it's one plate that requires, Don says, we'll pick up from here.